Hey y'all, this is Lashana Harney from Wind City Voices, and you're listening to the official Wind City Voices podcast, the show that brings your stories, our stories, and all of the voices of Winchester right to your ears. This is episode three, new year, new mayor. Today, I'm joined here with Joellen Reed, Winchester's new mayor and first woman to be mayor right here in Winchester. Joellen, I'm super excited to have you on today. It's a new year, and what better way to start it than to get to know Winchester's new mayor? So just to get started, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, your history here in Winchester, and your history in public service? Okay, thanks for having me on today. I really appreciate it. And As I've said, for anyone that has heard me speak during the campaign period, uh, I've always said I was born here, I was reared here, and my plans are to die here. And I, uh, as I said, born here, so I grew up, went to school here all my years. I graduated GRC High School, went on to Eastern Kentucky University and received a bachelor's, a master's, and a rank one in education. And then had the opportunity to go to Frankfurt and work for three years in the State Department of Education and then was asked by then Governor Wilkinson to come on staff and be his advance person. And that meant going ahead of him, setting up his events, his podiums, his stages, whatever it was that he happened to need. Then I came back um, to finish teaching and I had taken a leave and ended up staying in Frankfurt for so long, six and a half years, that my leave expired. So I came back and was rehired back into the system and actually retired uh, in the fall of 2000, um, 2002. And stop and think about that, man. That's been a while. And I've always enjoyed public service. I have served on the city commission for four terms and now as mayor for four years. And in between that, I did serve on the fiscal court at the one time this has only happened, we actually had three county commissioners instead of magistrates. And the public voted that in. And then at the next referendum, they voted that out because of the difficulty of three people trying to oversee everything that goes on in an entire county instead of in districts. So I'm really excited to be where I am right now. It's an honor. It's it's a privilege. And I, I'm just so thankful for the confidence and the trust that the people of Winchester have put in me in this new position. And I plan to give it my very best. All right. Well, one of the first questions that I want to get to um, and one that I'm really excited about as a woman, uh, how does it feel to be the first woman mayor of Winchester? Now, Winchester, as we know, has been the home of a few firsts. Like I think of Martha Miller, who right. for listeners who don't know, Martha Miller was Kentucky's first black circuit clerk. And Joellen, well, you might not be Kentucky's first woman to be mayor, being Winchester's first female mayor is noteworthy. Um, So it's 2023 and we're still having all of these firsts. So how does it feel? And personally, what does it mean to you? That's a a great question. Um, It means a lot to me to have, again, this opportunity to be Winchester's first female mayor. I go in the commission chambers and I look on the wall and there's 140 years of male mayors. And but I'm here for everybody, male, female, no matter who you are, what you are. I'm here to work 
in this community toward making us have a more of a community spirit and to um, be enthusiastic about what we do and for people to get along and to be able to make some real great accomplishments. It's uh, strange. I have told someone even in a meeting this morning that I have been a city commissioner for, for several years, but I've never been a mayor. And so this role is new for me, and I'm learning as I go along. But there's a lot of good folks around to help me and, and give good advice and be mentors. And you mentioned you have, you know, over 20 years in public service. So let's talk about what motivates you to be in public service. Why run for mayor? Why was that the next step for you? Well, to tell you the truth, I actually started in public service when I was in the second grade. My father uh, was the chair of the American Heart Association when we used to go door to door, literally knock on people's doors. And we would say, hi, I'm Joellen Reeve. I'm here for the American Heart Association. Would you like to make a contribution? And that was a door-to-door activity. Uh, We would sit in our den and stuff envelopes with little heart pins and brochures and those types of things for the workers to go out. So that was really my first public service. My dad did that for many years, and he and my mom and I were designated the first heart fund family in the state of Kentucky because of those efforts. And when my dad was no longer able to do that, I kept on with it for a while. And now we still have the annual Joe F. Reed Memorial Heart Walk, thanks to Clark Regional Medical Center annually. And that just brings it home of how important and how critical it is that we need people to work and to volunteer and and just to be in public service. You know, it's really, a lot of people think it's a, a super easy job. And it's really not. There's really a lot to it if you're going to do a good job. The people also think, somebody asked me the other day, so well, what is your salary? And it's no secret. The mayor makes $12,300 and so many cents annually, and commissioners make about 9000 So it is not a high-paying job. It is a job of service. It is a job that you have to want to do. And I have wanted to do this for many, many years, to have a chance to be an example, to be a role model to to young ladies and also to gentlemen, too, saying, you know, it doesn't matter. You know what you do right now. You can be what you want to be if you want to be. So for those who might not know what all a mayor exactly does, talk us through some of the like roles and responsibilities that you will have as mayor And what do you see as kind of the primary role as mayor? Well, I'm going to go with your last question first. And the primary role of the mayor is really to be the figurehead for the city of Winchester or the face of Winchester. Now, that's a scary thought, but that that is the primary role. And it is also to sign documents, sign contracts, um, to work with the city manager. We are a city manager form of government, which means that our city manager does the day-to-day activities and uh, anything that he needs to bring, he brings to the commission for approval. And we function as a city manager form of government, which is much different than a lot of counties uh, actually uh, function as, for example, like a mayor council, which is somewhat different. And a lot of people, uh, these are full-time jobs for and this is not in this in this instance. This is actually a part time position. You can make it what you want. And I plan to be a hands on mayor. 
as you know well, that Mayor Bertner was also. And um, the mayor is just to represent the city. The mayor is to be here to help you, to listen to you, to listen to the constituents, to take their concerns. You know, all the times that I have run for different offices, I've made one promise and one promise only. And that promise has been when you come to me with a question or a concern, I will always, always get you an answer. It may not be the answer you want. It may not be the answer you're looking for, but I guarantee you it will be legal and it will be a valid answer. So that's the only promise that I've ever made, and that's all I plan to ever make. So let's dive a little bit deeper into that. One of the things you mentioned at the candidate forum was your leadership style. You said it was inclusive of all people and that all of their opinions matter, and you mentioned servant leadership. So talk me through what that looks like in practice. You kind of touched on it a little bit, but um, how will we as a community see this leadership style in action? That, that's a great question. Again, you're, you're just full of great questions today. But that um, is, I serve for, with my heart and I also serve with my head. And I think it's a difference when you serve with both of those, your head and your heart. I plan to, as I've said many times, I'm open to people. I want to be transparent. I want people to not feel intimidated, to come in, to share what they they think. But a servant leadership is not putting yourself and your goals. I have no skin in the game for a future. This is not going to be a springboard to a better job for me. This is something I want to do because my heart says this is what I want to do. And this is what I think I can bring to the table. Servant leadership, if you'll notice back here on my bookcase, I have lots of books about just leadership. And leadership is so important. It's so critical because we need to be the role models for those that come behind us. So I also plan, and this may be another question, I I don't know, but I also plan to involve our youth and let them have um, a voice in decision making because that's what a servant leader does. You involve everyone that you can and you listen to people's ideas One of the things on my agenda is to form a think tank of about 12 people, and they will represent a cross-section of this community. And on that, I plan to include individuals such as the editor of Smoke Signals at the high school and to include the student council president and and then a cross-section of the community. And this will be a session we'll meet probably every quarter, and this will be when the mayor does nothing but listen in the same questions are asked every time we meet. What's going right for Winchester? What's going not so good for Winchester? What is it you'd like to see that you don't see? What are we missing? What are we doing well? What are we not? Um, you know, kids kids have ideas and different sectors have ideas. But when we come together and talk about those things, it makes us all stronger together. And that, that's what I'm looking forward to. You know, I was at the high school um, a few weeks ago when Mayor Bertner and uh, Judge Executive Branham met with um, the community for a state of the community address. And there were probably 25 or 30 students also in that um, meeting. And the kids asked the question that haunts me still at night. The question was, after I go away to school, what's there to bring me back to Winchester? What's going to make me want to come back there to live and rear my family? And that has just been on my mind and in my heart so deeply. And I want to know what it is that will bring our kids back. I love that. I think, I think that's so important. I think of, you know, my 
my childhood growing up. I grew up in Bourbon County. Obviously, I don't live in Bourbon County. I live right. in the great, you know, Clark County here. Um, so I think that's so important. Like, what can we do to keep a county and city attractive to youth? Because youth is the future. So I, I love that. Um, let's talk a little bit deeper into what do you believe is one of the most pressing issues um, or problems facing Winchester today? Winchester has the same problem that most all communities across the United States and other countries have, and that is our drug, and I'm going to use the word epidemic. It is an epidemic. We have people, uh, and not just drug abuse, but prescription drug misuse, as well as uh, misuse of alcohol. Um, As a mayor, you get all kinds of calls, some very strange calls, asking you to do things that you have no power to do anything about. This past weekend, um, I helped a family with a a very dire situation uh, over drug abuse and was able to direct them to where they needed to go. And that is just such a problem. And the earlier, I'm a retired first grade school teacher, and the earlier we educate our children on the dangers on the effects of what can happen to them, the better we will be as a society. I am very concerned about the use of fentanyl, and especially when it's being made to look like Pez candies or uh, colored candies that just, oh, wow, that looks good. Just um, pick up a mint, and it's not mint. It's life-changing, life-ending drugs. And to me, that is the top concern there will always be the top concern until we find an answer. So uh, we need to pull together as a community. The great thing, uh, as people probably do or do not know, uh, ART, Achieving Recovery Together, uh, went out of existence on December the 31st. And the Clark County Health Department has stepped forward and is actually going to take them under their wing as an entity to keep that moving because it's such a highly successful program. The city has just received about 212, 214,000 in opioid settlement funds. And we are going to be looking at the ways that we need to disperse those to those entities that are working in recovery, because the more people we recover and get them back into the workforce, the better community we will be. Absolutely. And luckily, we do have a lot of great people working on that problem. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, we have a county government as well. So how do you see yourself as uh, as mayor working together with the county government to just make Clark County and Winchester kind of cohesive and work together to kind of solve these these problems that are facing? That, that's also a goal of mine. Um, I have a good rapport with most. I know most everyone really well that serves on the fiscal court. And I hope to bring just that relationship to start with uh, just for us to talk and but we, ha- we have to all get on the same page. And often, you know, I don't want it to be across the street when we talk about the courts. That's not just, quote, across the street. It's all our community. This community belongs to all of us. But we do need, and I will be straight up honest about that, we do need a closer working relationship. And we need more buy-in, um, especially in our parks and rec and uh, different things that we try to do that um, – that we need to jointly fund, and often that is lacking. But I think it goes back to communication, to talking, to sitting down, to understanding uh, our issues. We do have some joint services like EMS and uh, Industrial Development Authority and several of those entities 
But we, we really need to be open and honest with each other, take ourselves out of the decision making. It's not what's best for Joelle and Reed. It's not what's best for magistrate so-and-so. It's what is best for this community. And often we make decisions that are adverse to what would do, you know, to, to help us. And that's not what we're here for. We're here to serve. Absolutely. So you mentioned a couple of things that you want to do uh, maybe eventually, like the think tank and and getting youth involved. Let's talk about like kind of more immediate, like first quarter, 30 days, 90 days. What are some of the things that we can see from you in those first 30 days, first 90 days as mayor? One of the uh, first things I want to do is the city has no strategic plan. And I've kind of harped on that over the years. And we had just started working with Kentucky League of Cities when 2020 and the pandemic hit, uh, COVID came along and uh, played with a lot of ideas that people wanted to do uh, with their own lives and, and in their workplace, and it changed things up. So I, I've never understood how an entity the size of the city, we have um, around 140, 145 employees, how we can function without a strategic plan. And that goes back to accountability. At the end of the year, are we able to tell the community that we were able to check off this box and this box? Or if we weren't able to check it off, why we weren't and why we're going back at it again? So it's extremely important to me that that we work uh, together and understand a strategic plan. We have to have goals. We have to have objectives. Uh, Otherwise, we're just running by the seat of our pants. And that's not the way we run government. Absolutely. Strategic plan always comes in handy. (laughs) Uh, Let's get to a couple of fun questions. Uh, What is your favorite thing about living in Winchester? I love the people. This has been my community. And I can honestly say that growing up in this community was one of the greatest things that could happen to me. The people have always been supportive of me. Um, When I've done a lot of different things, when, when I was teaching school, when I've been raising money for to bring a college here, uh, when I've done some of those things along with this community, they've always been there for me. And they, when I was raising money for the college, people would say, oh, no, here she comes. Grab your wallet, grab your purse, because that's what it was all about. But this community stepped up and we raised over a million dollars out of this community to go toward the building of Bluegrass Community and Technical Colleges, Winchester Clark County Campus. And to me, this community is supportive. This community is is caring. And if you don't believe me, let's, we can talk about some people whose lives have been changed because of people in this community. Now, do we have issues? Yes. Do all communities have issues? Yes. But when we operate, as we go back again with a servant's heart, with full transparency and accountability, people need to know what's going on. But this community, as I said, I was born here, lived here, and planned to die here because that's the way I feel about Winchester. It is my hometown. It is my community. I love that. And as someone who, this isn't my hometown, but live here now, I can attest the people are great here, guys. Um, So if you're not from here and you're listening, please come visit. Uh, Speaking of visiting, if someone was visiting Winchester for the first time, how would you suggest they spend their day? Where should they eat, shop? visit? I'd like the visitor to come and shadow me for a day. I think that would be fun to see what all really goes on, the meetings and 
uh, I would take them downtown to Broadway or to Loma's or to La Trattoria or um, to Smoking Howard's or someplace fun in downtown where you can actually walk and see the people that live here and work here. We have lots of great shops to go. I'm sitting here looking out the window at the moment at Court Street Gifts and all the things we have on Court Street and on Main Street. We have people coming in and uh, actually living upstairs over their business, which is a great idea and and something I'd love to see expanded. The main problem with that um, is that the buildings downtown are not handicapped accessible. Um, they don't have elevators in them. And so people that need that who are differently abled cannot actually go and live in an upstairs uh, apartment downtown. But I would take them uh, just for a drive through the community. I'd probably, you know, you know me, I'm a big higher ed person too. So I'd have to drive them out by the college. I'd have to drive them out uh, by the industrial authority. I would call Nancy Turner and tell her to come get them and take them down to the Civil War Fort and show them Lower Howard's Creek and and just all the opportunities that we have. But with all those opportunities, we're still missing some things. The um, high school bowling team has no bowling alley. They have to go to uh, Richmond or they have to go to Mount Sterling to practice. And, and that shouldn't be. A gentleman said the other day in a meeting I was in, he said, no, it's not good when people ask for directions and you say, well, you go down the street and you pass where the bowling alley used to be. That's not good. And and I really want to work hard to bring those kinds of things back and bring people to Winchester to bowl and bring people to Winchester to roller skate and people to Winchester to eat. And and that's what it's all about. And so I'm, I'm dedicated to trying to make that happen. I think about that bowling alley all the time. Uh, we used to come up here to bowl because, of course, Karis didn't have bowling alleys. Right. So, but now there's no bowling alley here. So <laughs> totally agree with that. Uh, all right, guys. Last question for the day. So here at Wind City Voices, we have an important mission and vision. Um, I want to talk a little bit about our vision today. Wind City Voices' vision is we envision a community where diversity is celebrated and all are welcomed, inspired, and empowered to become active participants in the social and civic life of Winchester and beyond. So our interview is is kind of part of that, trying to encourage people to to get um, actively involved. And I think this vision is something that many people can get behind. So I would love to hear, like, what is your vision for Winchester? And how do you see yourself kind of bringing that to fruition? My vision for Winchester is to make us a place where people want to live, where people want to grow up. And as we alluded to earlier, the people want to come back to. I want them to see this as home. I want the opportunities to be here that bring them back home with options and choices. The community itself, again, is loving. It's caring. Uh, I just finished serving my term on the hospice board. And there's many places where people can serve other than just in public service. And we need those people. And that's what brings our community together working together, helping each other. And I was also this morning in a disaster emergency services meeting and we were, you know, I was talking to Perry Wilson about, you know, I want to be trained. I want to know how each person is going to react when one of these things does happen. If we have a catastrophe of some sort, what's the school system going to do? What's the government going to do? And we need to know those things and we need to assure our people all the time that the number one priority of city government is to provide protective services. We are to provide police support. We are to provide 
uh, fire support and EMS. And when you call for that buggy, you want it to come to your house. You don't want them to say, well, we'll be there in just a little while. You want them now. And that's our job to see that taxpayers get what they're paying for. Then that is to be well served. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's time, folks. Joanna, it's been a pleasure talking with you today. One last thing. If our listeners have their own questions or want to connect with you, how can they do that? Where can they find you? They can walk down to City Hall and see me. I may be going up and down the street visiting with people and talking with people, but they can stop at the front entrance and tell someone, uh, a receptionist, that they would like to see me. My cell phone number is 859-744-3649. Just try not to call me in the middle of the night, but I'm just kidding. If you need something in the middle of the night, then you feel free to call me. But I I would love to hear from you. I'd love to see you go to lunch. Just have a conversation about what you think is going right and what you think is not going so right in our community. All right, y'all. That's it for today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed getting to know Winchester's new mayor. If you have your own questions, be sure to reach out to her. And if you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For even more content, head over to windcityvoices.org. Till next time.